Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, hosted by the always smart-assed and brutally honest Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, two-time winning fitness champion, certified personal trainer, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, author of Jacked on the Beanstalk, plant-based fuel for vegan athletes, and has an ass that's out of this world. Along for the ride is Sarah, her sister, a stay-at-home mom who drives a minivan, makes a mean fudge brownie, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and without regret, to unlock and share the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit, to boldly go where two very different but genetically similar minds probably shouldn't go. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and come along for the ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast. Woohoo! Today is a particularly special day because we have not one, but two joyous occasions to celebrate. The first being Mother's Day, which is today. And the second is my lovely sister and co-host Sarah's birthday. So happy birthday, Sari! Thanks. <laughs> I can I'm, barely contain my excitement. Yeah, she's the older one, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I'm still not sure what I'm going to get you uh, as a gift yet either. So if any of our listeners have any good birthday gift ideas for a stay-at-home mom who's also OCD with the organization of her home, let me know. I'd love to hear them. Cash. Lots and lots <laughs> of cash. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking you would probably want that more than anything. Why don't I give you a full outfit of my new Jacked on the Beanstalk gym gear, which is available at jackedonthebeanstalk.com for anyone wanting to rock my new sweet logo or perhaps a last minute gift for the active vegan mother in your life for Mother's Day. How do you like that shameless plug, Sarah? <laughs> oh, Sam, I tried on your capris and I love them. They feel so nice and fit perfectly. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. But I haven't actually introduced you yet. But oh, um, anyway, yes. Uh, Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> today's topic, I guess the cover is blown. In celebration of Mother's Day, so to be honest, having no kids myself, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about this episode. It's a miracle. <laughs> yes, for once, Sarah can actually add more value to an episode than I can. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Today's episode is in celebration of Mother's Day, as I just said. So we do have a special guest, our first ever guest on the podcast. Let's give a a big warm welcome to the mothership of all guests, our very own mother, Nora Shorky. I've never seen this woman before in my life. <laughs> That's a lie. She clearly has the same awful hair that we do. Yeah, Sam hates her hair and makes a point of saying how awful it is, yet she drags the rest of us shorkies down with her. I get a lot of compliments on my hair, actually. In fact, the cashier at the grocery store told me, um, I look like I should be running through a field of daisies with a long, flowing white dress. Yeah, well, the cashier at uh, the grocery store I used to go to all the time called 
me asparagus lady. And uh, honestly, I don't think anyone has ever complimented my hair in my entire life. Uh, excuse me. Would you rather have inherited thin, fine flyaway hair with no body? Always looking unclean and greasy? Stop with the hair criticism, please, Samantha. Um, is this why you brought me on your podcast to blame me for all of your genetic flaws? I did give you those long legs, long neck, and good <laughs> bone structure. Actually, you are right. I am appreciative of the nice cheekbones, so thank yeah, you for that. I one. really got screwed on those long legs, though. I, I have stumpy legs, but nice lips. Thank yeah, you, Mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I got the shitty end of the stick with the lips. <laughs> I'll take the legs. Yes, it is my pleasure to have you on the podcast, Mom, even if you did give me really awful hair. Um, But you're also our biggest fan and supporter. So thank you for being here uh, in celebration of Mother's Day. Welcome, Mom. I'm truly honored, I think, to be your very first (laughs) podcast guest (laughs) and nervous. And it's wonderful that you think I'm the perfect mother. You are. I am far from being the perfect mother. That's because I've already taken that title. (laughs) Well, I make a good mom to uh, Dwight, my cat. Hmm. I don't know about that, Sam. (laughs) What do you mean? Why would you say that? Okay, okay. We are all incredible, wonderful mothers. Moving on to the interview. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. So I think the question on everyone's mind is, what is it like to have birthed the most amazing two women on the face of the earth? I am searching for the words to respond to that. Um, As amazing and wonderful as you two daughters are, let's not ignore the fact that I also birthed two other children, two sons who are equally amazing and wonderful. Said like a true mother. Mm, Just out of curiosity, is this uh, back and forth banter? really of interest to your audience? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good call, Mom. Uh, Now, I would like to mention that your father and I are so pleased that we decided to have four children. All of you were planned, even though friends and family thought we were nuts for having four (laughs) kids within eight years. For any ladies out there in their 30s like me who have yet to bear any children, here's some encouraging news that my mom was actually 34 when she had me, so... Oh, and my dad's mother, my grandma, was still having babies into her 40s. And that was back in the 50s. Anyway, as beautiful as that was, Mom, let's be honest. No one gives a crap about the rest of your kids. Because <laughs> this is the Sam Shorky Show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. Seriously, though, we thought maybe our podcast listeners would want to know a little bit about what Sam was like as a kid and whether it all makes sense that she'd become this attention-craving ass-bearing, vegan egomaniac. Okay, excuse me. Uh, The only public ass-bearing I've done is when I've competed, so please don't give off the impression that I'm one of these fitness chicks posting bathroom bare-ass selfies on Instagram. Yes, fair enough. Although I will say that I do spend an awful lot of time sculpting this glorious ass of mine in the hopes of drawing attention away from my awful hair. Oh, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Can you feel the love? Yeah, yeah. What was our topic again? Aren't you glad you agreed to do this podcast, Mom? 
I just hope I'm not embarrassing myself or your father. He does not like the vulgar language in your podcast. Nobody gives a fish, Dad. Yeah, f*** you, Dad. Oh, Samantha, your father is going to have a fit. I'm hoping this will be cut from the podcast. We are stoked that you are here, Mom. Back to Sarah's original question. What was I like as a kid? Well, recently I looked at your baby book and noted that as a six and a half month old, you were three pounds overweight. (laughs) (laughs) And at eight months, you were still overweight. (laughs) Your father used to call you little thunder thighs. And you always loved attention. And you were extremely shy, but shockingly, in grade one, you sang at the talent show by yourself Mm -hmm. in front of the entire school. Ironically enough, the song that you sang was called Chicken Lips and Lizard Hips. (laughs) And and it was so cute. You were so tiny that you couldn't reach the microphone stand, so they had to put a cup pile up a couple of big books for you to stand on. Well, if I remember correctly, I only agreed to do that performance because you promised me a pack of bubble tape, which was my favorite. But I did win that whole talent show, so that was pretty cool. And I remember the next year, I wanted to perform uh, the Bartman with my (laughs) friends, and you didn't want me to. You wanted me to sing by myself again, but I went against your wishes and did the Bartman anyway. Shockingly enough, we did not win. (laughs) Should have listened to your mother. (laughs) But yeah, you were a very shy kid. At home, you weren't shy at all. Probably because you had to compete with three older siblings. And at home, you'd belt out that song all the time. Then once you were brave enough to perform it on stage, you I mean, as much as you were singing it like a little mouse, I think that's what you you got a taste, (laughs) a taste for the stage. And Sarah, do you remember how terrified she always was to be alone in public? She could never ever be by herself. Yeah, you were so shy as a kid and people would probably find it interesting that you had like no independence whatsoever. Um, but here you are now, this self-sufficient, aggressive businesswoman who who loves public speaking and uh, has no qualms about bearing your shiny orange ass on stage <laughs> during fitness competition. People always think I'm so outgoing and I'm this big extrovert. I'd say that I'm actually kind of shy still, but I love to challenge myself and I love the adrenaline rush that comes with stepping out of my comfort zone. It definitely makes me a more courageous and confident person and I kind of get off on that. I would love to discuss our decision to go vegetarian when we were young. You were 14 at the time and I was only 8 and mom, obviously you've always been a huge animal lover and you've always taught us to love and respect all animals. If it hadn't been for you instilling this love and respect for all creatures into us, I probably wouldn't be working as this vegan coach today. Uh, What were your thoughts and concerns as a parent when we told you that we were no longer eating meat and why did you even allow us to do that but yeah and our mom even grew up on a farm so we are very much a meat and potatoes kind of household 
Well, we were definitely a meat and potatoes family. But in fairness, was I supposed to force feed meat into you? You know, I respected your decision, but I always made sure you had plenty of vegetables filling your plate and you were never allowed to eat dessert until all the veggies were eaten and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I basically made two meals. And I would also like you to discuss what was it like trying to prepare family meals with two of us having such restricted dietary needs that you were completely unfamiliar with? Initially, a pain in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) I tried my best. And although it was more work for me, it was a small sacrifice because I had such respect for your decision. And I remember my friends would always say, what a pain in the butt that must be. But I would always say, well, I made them this way. And I'm sure you probably thought it was just a phase, too. Actually, no, I never thought that just because you were such firm believers in what you were doing and such little animal lovers. I wasn't that knowledgeable and I probably didn't provide you with the best nutrition But I guess you two turned out okay anyway. Minus me not getting my period until I was 17 because I was so protein deficient. (laughs) Oh, Sam, too much detail. Pretty sure that anyone who listens to this podcast is well aware of the fact that I uh, am an open book and have no shame. Going back to your upbringing, seeing as you grew up on a farm, what made you such an animal lover? Um, I loved my childhood growing up on a farm, and you learn by example. Uh, My father was the kindest man towards his animals. For the record, I did not ever witness any kind of slaughtering. Well, yeah, and that's a good point, too, because, I mean, as kids, we loved going up to the farm, and uh, Mm -hmm. that probably influenced our love for animals in a huge way because we loved spending time with them. Like, not only did mom always teach us to love and respect animals, but we obviously picked that up from grandpa because I didn't even really know what being a farmer entailed until I was a teenager. I mean, maybe I was just naive, but it never even occurred to me what, what that actually meant because all we ever saw was the happy animals and the special relationship grandpa had with them on the farm. For anyone who's ever creeped my YouTube channel, you might have seen my sugar making with Shorky three-part series where I make maple syrup, which was a springtime tradition, which the Shorkies have done since we were kids, and that's all thanks to my grandpa. And I even remember up to his last days visiting him in the hospital and him uh, pulling out a flask of maple syrup from his bedside table and and telling mm-hmm. me, take a swig of that there, Sammy. <laughs> Darn tootin', we sure did. <laughs> Fun fact, mom's homemade pies win first prize at the Middleville Fair every year. No Not every year. Famous for her pies, though. <laughs> okay. They are award-winning. They, yeah, they're insane. And they're vegan because she uses a, an entire brick of vegetable shortening. Half in a them. brick, Sam. It's only half a brick. Oh. <laughs> but oh man, they're good. Somehow, mom, despite all always making homemade desserts every night. You've always maintained a pretty healthy, slim bod. So I want to say thank you for, and I'm being serious for once here, 
Thank you for being a positive female role model for never hating on your body or talking about your weight in front of us as young girls. Yeah, well, thank true, you, yeah. Sam. So I'm sure, Sarah, you can agree with me on this, but I'm so grateful that I grew up with a mother who was confident in herself inside and out. Yeah, actually, that's true. I never remember mom counting calories or, you know, only eating salad for, for supper or anything. You know, she always had uh, a healthy appetite and she was a strong female role model in a lot of ways because she was always very active. Uh, you got that right. To quote your your grandfather, the very first time I took your dad up to meet my parents, my father said to your father, Nora is as good as any man. <laughs> and your father didn't run away. <laughs> Obviously, we all have fat days or days that we don't feel our best, but I honestly never saw you struggle or be down on yourself. And I want to know, was that something you made a conscious effort to not show in front of us kids? Your, your father has always been my biggest fan and I, uh, I just yeah yes, it was sickening when we were kids <laughs> you're a beautiful woman Nora um, I guess I've always promoted common sense um, having had four babies I don't have a big stomach because common sense dictated to me don't eat half a chocolate cake just because you're pregnant I never gained more than 25 pounds per pregnancy I'd come home actually from the hospital and then within a week could fit into my pre-pregnancy blue jeans. <laughs> blue jeans. No, yeah, we, um, your common sense approach is it's across the board as far as your, your parenting goes and, and just the way you live your life. You stay in shape just by doing things that are outdoorsy and you know you couldn't pay mom to stand around at the gym and lift uh, some dumbbells or get on a treadmill why would i get on a treadmill be like a hamster on a wheel when i could go out and cut grass or vacuum the house or build something and instead of doing this treadmill thing your father says i'm like a bee in a bottle and that's my workout program sam <laughs> Do you sell that workout program, Sam? The be in the bottle package? What about that pancake ass, Mom? Ouch. <laughs> yeah, what well, you have in depth, Mom makes up for in length. Thank God we didn't inherit <laughs> that genetic trait. Oh, that's cruel. <laughs> I'm taking my pancake ass and going home. <laughs> Happy Mother's Happy Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh. But I do hope that it's at least apparent to everyone that we have a very close family and clearly we don't filter anything that we say to one another. Much to dad's chagrin. Yeah, well, we'll get dad on Father's Day. Don't you worry. How, mom, did you manage to balance out being a cool mom who we felt comfortable talking to about anything and everything with being a mother who we respected enough to want to be good kids? And even though I know we weren't always perfectly well-behaved little angels, what sort of advice do you have to other mothers on how to raise good kids who respect their parents? I would say always communicate communicate with your kids, love your kids, teach them to be honest, teach them to share, and most importantly, to be respectful. I'd say slow down, sit down and spend time together. Common sense is so important. We've always tried to instill a good work ethic in each of you, always tried to encourage you and to not give up. 
Your father always emphasized how important getting an education was. I feel extremely close with all four of my children, and I think maybe that's due to us taking the time to chat about their days and what was going on in their lives. Learn to say no. Be firm, but loving. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah, what about you as mother? Anything to add to that? Yeah, I, li- I like the common sense thing because I, I feel like that's something I, I definitely um, inherited from mom. A lot of being a parent is about trusting your gut. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to be learning along the way, but trust that you're doing a good job. For me personally, I feel so blessed that I learned from the best. Anytime I struggle with whatever aspect of parenting, when I run something by mom, nine times out of 10, she's going to tell me exactly what I I thought was the right thing to do. And that's comforting. And what about when I voice uh, my opinion? Uh, I just smile and nod and say, yes, boss. (laughs) (laughs) And can I add that it brings me so much joy to see my own kids as parents and you know practicing good parenting skills with their little kiddies and of course the silver lining is getting to enjoy having grandchildren with none of the responsibilities we just get to spoil them rotten she's obviously talking about me right now sam yeah and and we're your father and i are always open to more grandchildren samantha (laughs) tiktok tiktok (laughs) mom if we sing a song are you too nervous to sing that with us? Perhaps I'll join in on the chorus. Sarah, you chose the song. Well, naturally, I went with Sister Sledge's We Are Our Family. Ready? One, two, three. Everyone, Everyone can see we're together as we walk on by. And we fly just like birds of a feather. I won't tell no lie. Oh, all of the people around us, they say, can they be that close? Yes, we can. Just let me stay for the record. We're giving love and a family dose. Come on, Mom. We We are family. Hey, 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 yeah. I got all my sisters with me. I got my sisters with me. We are family. Get up, everybody, and sing. Woo! All right. (laughs) It's like the freaking Supremes in here. (laughs) Please let this episode die. Happy Mother's Day. Maybe all of you could listen to this episode with your mothers for Mother's Day. That would be a real gift. And I realize this episode was not insightful or uh, useful in any way. But uh, if you do like it, please give us a five star. <laughs> please give us a five. All right. I, I just got to end this. Please give us a five star review so that I can bring on better guests than my mom. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. And uh, you. don't now, do me any more favors. Thanks for listening, everybody. Shorty family out.